Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. This is Henry Lopez and David Begin. David Begin joining us for this episode. We're going to release this episode on both of our shows, The How of Business and The How of Car Washing. So, Thanks for listening to either or both. David, you're in your uh, mountain studios, right? We're in the mountain studios today in beautiful downtown Breckenridge. We're not in downtown Breckenridge, we're outside of Breckenridge. But yeah, we're recording this at 10,300 feet. So don't (laughs) tell them what's going to happen here. (laughs) That's right. We may have some technical difficulties yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. I think I'm at. I don't know. Sea level is Dallas pretty close to sea level? I think. I think Dallas is about 500 feet. Okay, so we got a little bit of altitude, but yeah, nothing compared about. to you. Yeah, and I, I'm babysitting Karma the Wonder Dog. So <laughs> that's right. Growling or a bark. That's what's happening. Yes, exactly. So we might have some uh, wildlife in the background. <laughs> Dogs, mooses, or mises, whatever the plural of moose is. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, great. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode. We want to chat about overwhelm. So this topic of being overwhelmed, uh, because it's a common one. It's a common one that David and I deal with individually. And it's a big one that I hear from my business clients, my business coaching clients, uh, not just when you're starting a business, but even running an existing small business. I think we're all susceptible to being overwhelmed. And so it's a matter of dealing with that overwhelm in our business and in our life. And, and it's easy to have that overwhelm paralyze us, which is the, the worst uh, result of it, so that we end up not doing anything because we're so overwhelmed. And so how do we deal with that? How do we manage it? How do we identify it? And, and also, David, you and I were chatting before I started recording that I, I think it's just, it's one of those things that, that just is. We have to learn to accept that we're going to experience overwhelm in our life and our business, and it's a matter of managing and harnessing it. Yeah, I think it's it's a natural tendency. It's a natural state, I think, of where we're at with technology. I think it's a natural state of where we're at um, in our culture. I think being overwhelmed is, is you know, it's, it's extremely common. And you don't have to be a business owner to be overwhelmed. You can be a mom. You know, you can you can be retired and be overwhelmed. Yeah. So there's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very natural state because of everything that's coming at us nowadays. So we have to really focus on not being overwhelmed. And that's what we're going to talk about today. That's right. That's right. If you want to receive more information about the how of business or the how of car washing, then an easy way to do so is just to text a keyword to 31996. If you want to follow me at the how of business, just text the word biz, B-I-Z, to 31996. And if you'd like to follow the how of car washing, then text the word FOAM, F-O-A-M, to 31996, and we'll get you on that list. Or you can do both. But that's yep. an easy way to, to follow us and get more information and updates from us. Yeah, definitely. All right, so overwhelm. I thought I'd start with the definition because it's interesting. I looked up the definition, and it so, so definitely describes it very well. It is the right word. The definition is, is either bury or drown beneath a huge mass <laughs> And, and so I visualize that mass as, you know, my different businesses, everything I've got going on, my roles in, as a, a parent and a husband and, and everything else. That, that's a big old mass that sits on our shoulders uh, in a matter of speaking. It also, another definition is to defeat completely, which is what we're trying to avoid, is that that overwhelm doesn't defeat us. And, 
keep us from doing what we want to do or to give too much of a thing to someone or to inundate. And I thought that was so appropriate as well, because often as we'll get into, that's one of the causes of being overwhelmed is we commit, we overcommit and we promise too much. So I thought yeah. that definition was rather appropriate. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, there's, we have so much opportunity in our world today to do so many things. And if you think about it, 100, 150 years ago, you know, if you were a farmer, you didn't have a lot of opportunity. You didn't, you know, you didn't go into town that often. Uh, you basically worked the farm. I mean, your life was pretty well set for you for the most part. But uh, but nowadays, the, the, the options and the variety that we have are, are just are incredible. And, you know, our brain sometimes doesn't know how to deal with all the options that are available to us. And so I think that's where overwhelm comes comes in. Yeah, yeah. To that to that last definition, we're we're inundated by input, right? And that's that's one of the things that we have to learn how to control, and it's a it overwhelms us. So again, you know, we we both have come to understand and realize, and and other successful business owners, I am certain, would agree, is that it's just part it's part of it. It's part of being a business owner. It's part of life, even is to to be overwhelmed sometimes. It's a matter of how we manage it. But I think it's unrealistic to expect that we're going to eliminate it completely, just like there are people who have this opinion that we're going to eliminate stress as if all stress is bad. And I don't happen to agree with that. I, I think we, we can feed off of stress. We got to manage it, but I think it's not all bad. Yeah, I think you have to manage these things nowadays. I think if you just go to a default setting, a default setting, well, you're going to be overwhelmed. The default setting is going to be you're going to be stressed. And it's our responsibility as individuals and as business leaders and as managers to to develop techniques not to be. And and so we, we have to, you know, we have to work at it. I mean, it's going to take a little bit of work, but um, it's our it's our responsibility to manage that and to deal with it. And we're going to talk about some techniques to do that. But you have to do that. I mean, you cannot you cannot let the world put you in a situation where you're overstressed and you're overwhelmed. Uh, because you know you're you're not you're not very effective when you are. That's right. That's right. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about why we can get overwhelmed. And a lot of this, of course, will be obvious, but it's good to first kind of put it out there as to what we've experienced and some of those common reasons that I hear. First in my list, and these are no no particular order, is too much to do at once. Right. So it's, that's pretty obvious. We as business owners, either if we're starting a business or we're managing a business. You know, in your case, you've got three locations of a car wash business. We have a lot that needs to get done at once. And so there, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of that's demanded of us on a daily basis, right? Right, right. Yeah, there, yeah. There, there, there will always be too much to do. I mean, that's, that's right. That's a good point. There is always going to be too much to do. That's a fact, right? Right. Yeah. Um, there's lots of people, and this is, I think, a big one, that are depending on us for support as well as for decision-making. And we've talked about this point a lot. As a business owner, you have to embrace that you are one of those and maybe even the only person that has to make the big, tough decisions, the decisions that could you know, determine whether your business survives or dies. So that's, that can be overwhelming to be the person. You call it often decision fatigue, right? having yeah. to take on that on, that can be overwhelming. Yeah, 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 there's, there's always so much to be done. And we, we, we do talk about decision fatigue as being part of overwhelm. But um, some of the other 
other causes of overwhelm, some of the root causes that you were talking about before was, this is something I'm really bad about. And I've gotten better about it as I realize it. I kind of joke about it, but I always underestimate the amount of effort required. <laughs> so, and, and you know, I, I've got that happy-go-lucky, optimistic sales attitude, you know, that, oh, you know, especially when you and I were in software sales, we would, oh, that's not going to take much to, to build that little feature. Right. Whatever. <laughs> It, it was always easy for me to underestimate the effort because I wasn't the one doing it. But um, that's such a big one, David, because that happens between you and I because you are much more of a quick start, right? So you don't stop to think about, all right, what is this actually going to take to to make happen, to build, yeah. to create? You're you're already you're past that, right? Where I'm, and that's where we balance each other. I'm more like, well, wait a day, it's going to take this, and we're going to have to do this, and we're going to have to build that. So I'm a little better at it, but I think that's a huge one for a lot of people as you underestimate it. And of course, you're going to be uh, very susceptible to underestimate it if you've never done it before. Right, right. So yeah. that, that's a huge one. Um, deadlines and expectations, right? So some of them are self-imposed. We, we, you and I suffer from this. We are unrealistic on how much we can get done, right? Because we're, we're aggressive, we're type A, we want to do it all, and so we are unrealistic on that as well. But also, how many, how the commitments that we make to others, and learning to say no. We'll get to a moment how to avoid it. But we, in the past, I've not been very good at that. Yeah, yeah. You and I were not very. I think one thing we've kind of transformed our partnership a little bit because I think we both hit a wall last year where we were just doing too much, and you know, we sort of said, "Look, we got to kind of reevaluate what we're doing." And focus a lot because, you know, we were just, we were saying yes to everything. And, and I think, you know, the, the more successful you get, the more opportunities you're given and you've got to manage that. You know, that when you have successful car washes, people want you to build more successful car washes. And, you know, if you're a successful podcaster, people want you to be involved in lots of different speaking opportunities and conferences and, and, you know, they want you to interview for podcast. And so, you know, success can be get opportunities. And it's so much easier for, our, for us to identify opportunities. Um, and and, and it's, it's hard, hard to say no. I think it goes back and people have talked about this FOMO concept of fear of missing out. Um, you know, you and I kind of got into that, you know, fear of missing out on things. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, we, we had to kind of go back and reset ourselves and say, look, we're not, you know, we, we can't be the jack of all trades. We've got to be good at a few things. And I think that's made a big, it's made a big difference for me. And I think it's probably made a big difference for you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Focus is such a big one, David. I think that when we don't have focus on fewer things, that leads to me feeling overwhelmed. Like I, yeah. I can't seem to get anything done well, right? I'm only dabbling. And so focus, that limited focus is a big cause of overwhelm for me, no doubt. Yeah. So let me ask you real quick, when you are feeling overwhelmed, what are the physical manifestations for that? Oh God, I probably, uh, it, it, it worsens my sleep issues. Certainly. Um, it doesn't affect my, my uh, diet because I say, well, well, maybe I want to eat more. So that's not good. Um, I just, uh, I feel like helpless. It's more mental for me, but physically probably I, I lose sleep more than anything else. 
You know, one thing I noticed physically, the reason why I asked you this, because I, I feel it in my chest. I feel mm. like I can't breathe and I feel a weight on my chest mm-hmm. when, I, when I feel overwhelmed. So you can, so I, the reason I want to bring that up, because if, if you are feeling overwhelmed, see if you can identify the physical manifestations of being overwhelmed. And that might be a signal for you that you're kind of in a situation where you're overwhelmed. Yeah. But I, I do think it, it manifests itself physically. Great point. Yeah. Fantastic point. All right. The, and then the last point on, on why do we get overwhelmed is something you talk a lot about, of course, and you, you've gotten so much um, insights on from being part of strategic coach. And that is to, to be outside of your zone of genius. What doing not a, not a lot or not much of what you're good at and what you enjoy most. You're doing other things for all kinds of different reasons that are not in your zone of genius. And that I think leads to overwhelm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. You know, I think Dan Sullivan calls it the, uh, your unique ability. I think you call it the zone of genius, but what you're really good at. And I I look at it as what fuels you, what gives you energy. So there's certain activities during the day when you're done with this And, and podcasting is that for you and I. So when you and I are done podcasting, we are more energized afterwards than we are beforehand because we just love doing it so much. And so you've got particular tasks that you do that you just love to do. And, and the one way to identify your unique ability is, do I feel better at the end of the, the do I feel better at when I'm finished with it than I did before I started it? So is it energy depleting or is it energy giving? And so if, if you haven't really delved much into unique ability, you know, become a little bit more self-aware on the activities that, that fuel you versus the ones that deplete you. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll come back to this when we talk a bit more about uh, how, how to, to manage it, but, but it's so critical what you're talking about. And, and the challenge of course, especially when we're starting a business or we're a very small business, or maybe we're a solopreneur is we we've got to do it all. And that's where we can get overwhelmed, but we're going to talk about some tactics to manage that better so that you do spend more time in your unique ability or a zone of genius or doing those things that really fuel you, that make you feel better and minimizing those things that still have to get done, the, the noise, the other things, but it's a matter of striking a balance such that you don't become overwhelmed. Yeah. All right. So what happens, we've touched on it, but I want to kind of summarize what happens a lot of times, how does it manifest itself? You talked about some of the physical parts of it. And we've talked about some of the other things, but what happens, I know for me and for a lot of people that I talk to is you get paralyzed. You do nothing because, you know, there are times you talk about physical manifestations of it. There are times when I will, I'm at my desk and I, I don't know what to touch next. I, I'm paralyzed, right? Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll go on Facebook or I'll go do something else, right? I, I just can't seem to get started. I know what I have to do but I'm so overwhelmed that I can't seem to tackle it. And so I get paralyzed. And I think that's one of the biggest ways that it shows up in our lives. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And you know, that, that whole thing of, I don't know what to do next, I think is, you know, we, we have all felt that. Yeah. Uh, stress. We talked about stress. And again, I'd like to get your thoughts here because as I expressed at the outset, I, I have this belief that we, we do, we can use stress to fuel us in a positive way. Everybody though takes stress differently and you gotta, you gotta be careful with it. But I think my opinion is that if you're going to be a business owner, certainly I don't think you can avoid stress altogether. 
Yeah, I don't think you can either. I don't think there's any way for you to avoid stress. And stress is going to be a natural part. It's a natural part of life, even when you exercise. You That's know, right. Stress on yourself. Um, and so, you know, managing that stress, managing the amount of stress, I think is important. And, uh, you know, but this is bad stress. I think this is over. This is, this is unproductive stress. That's right. That's right. That you're talking about here that just, you know, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't help, you know, stress begets all these other problems that you're talking about, which begets more stress. That's right. All right. So the other way that it affects us when we become overwhelmed is now I start producing poor quality. I get frustrated with what I'm doing. Others that are depending on me get frustrated because I'm not following through or not, I'm not uh, completing my part of it or my project or whatever. I, I'm letting other people down. And that's just, that then becomes a downward spiral is what I've found. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we ought to talk about the point that there is a little bit of a badge of honor that people sometimes feel by being overwhelmed. You know, we, mm, interesting. Yeah. We celebrate being busy. Oh, I'm so busy. Well, that person must be important because they're so busy. But you know what? Everybody's busy nowadays. There's nobody that I've ever met that's not busy. Very few people, I think, anymore are not busy. And so, you know, but we, we sort of use that as kind of a, a badge of honor. This, you know, this person is doing great things or being important by being busy. And then being busy, then I think the next step to being busy is being overwhelmed. And so you're, you're you know, you're so busy, you're being overwhelmed. And so I think it, it's, it's, you know, like we said before, it's kind of a natural state. Um, but, you know, there's, there's that little bit inside of us that feels good about being, being busy and being, being a little overwhelmed, you know, because it, it lets us know that we're vital. Uh, there's that feeling that, you know, I'm, I'm important. Um, you know, I'm indispensable. We've talked about that a number of times. I don't know if you want to talk about that now or later. Yeah, no, no, this is, this is great. I want to go off on this tangent because this is so important what you're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the feeling like I've got, I'm so important, I'm so busy, uh, I've got so much to do that I'm overwhelmed. And, and we use it as kind of a, I don't know, how, how would you describe it, Henry? You know, I, Dave, I, th I think on this point, millennials kind of have a better perspective than we do. I, I think that the way that we, you and I certainly signal that or let people know that we're even maybe successful is by saying, oh, I'm so busy, right? I think people do share it as, Busy people are successful. Idle people are not, right? Yes, and I, I think yeah. there's part of that's part of it. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was kind of an old work work ethic, um, and I, I overdid it. I mean, I, I don't know, about <laughs> it, but in my, my early corporate career in software, I, I I just overdid it, you know, to to large extents, and I wish I hadn't. I wish I would have had maybe the perspective that you know, people nowadays have as far as, you know, trying to create a work-life balance. But I was well, interesting because I, 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 I took more balance, but it cost me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. We won't go too much farther on that <laughs> tangent, but it's a great point though about that, about, about being busy. Um, so, so those are a lot of the things that happen when you get overwhelmed that are not positive, that we're all trying to eliminate. And, and the biggest thing the biggest problem that overwhelm can do to us is we become disillusioned on an idea. We give up on starting that business. We give up on a new thing that would help us grow our business. We, we give up opening location number two or three or four, whatever it might be for you. The worst thing about it is that we just, we can't move forward because we are so overwhelmed and it's so frustrating and, 
and uh, becomes a disillusionment because you know, I think we kind of feel like, God, but the rest of this stuff isn't getting me anywhere. It's a bunch of noise, yet here I am paralyzed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I experienced that with opening additional car washes. I kind of got stuck at two units because I was overwhelmed with it. You know, I couldn't imagine having five or 10 units. And, um, you know, we finally got a third one open and it, it adds a level of complexity, but, you know, I finally developed a better mindset and better systems to sort of help with that overwhelm. Yeah, and that's a perfect segue. Let's talk about how to manage that overwhelm. Prioritize, focus, and systemize. We'll start there, and you touched on a big one. Um, You have to implement the systems that allow you to grow after you've started a business. You can also apply systems as you're starting a business, and we'll chat maybe about some of those examples. But you have to put the systems in place so that at a, at a minimum, even if you're a solopreneur, you're not doing everything, which is, again, as we talked about, one of the key things that leads to you then being overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and then prioritize and focus, prioritize and focus. Systemize those things that are repeatable, that are not necessarily in your zone of genius, right? Not your unique ability. Those are indicators often of things that you can systemize and or delegate. Yeah, you can get help. You know, you need to start when you're a, a, a solo business owner, you need to think about as quickly as you can. When can I start getting some help? And help can come in the form of five hours a week from somebody. So there are plenty of people that just want part time work that, that just want to work a few hours a week for whatever. They're in a different place in their lives or, you know, they're in a situation with family where they don't want to work full time. So as soon as you can try to find somebody to help. And I think that'll make a big difference you but you know you got to start thinking along those lines and and uh, start figuring out how you can start making investments in other people to help you because you know you free up those that time you free up somebody else doing those tasks that are better than you that's where you can start accelerating your growth and that's where you can start leveraging you know your time to multiply yourself and and, and Dan Sullivan you know street to coach in the last two or three years has focused nothing on nothing but that he says it's not a matter of how to get it done but who to do it so he goes it's not how but who that's kind of been his his banner for the last 12 to 18 months and and people are following it and are seeing great results so when you got an issue don't sit around trying to figure out how am i going to get this done the answer is who's going to get that done because if i don't have time to do it let's let somebody else do it right and there's there's multiplying effects to that and sometimes you don't see that and sometimes it's a little fearful, but, you know, freeing up your time to focus on what you do well and why the reason why you're in business will help you, you know, do a host of things, make more money, generate more revenue, open more units, whatever it is, you know, that's, that's where you start growing. And, and you, you and I have got a great friend in Florida that is focused on that. So, yeah. you know, you've, you've done some work for Paul Beers and he's, he's a great friend of mine and, you know, he is nothing but focused on how he can multiply himself and getting the right people on, on the bus and it takes pressure off of him. Now he's still working like a crazy man. If you're listening to Paul, <laughs> slow down a little bit, but you know, his business is thriving and it's growing. And because he is focused on that, who can I put into place to help me? Yeah. And then he works in, in his unique ability in his zone of genius. And that's one of the key reasons why he's been so successful. And he looks at getting this help as an investment, right? He, he knows that he's got to make an investment so that he can continue to grow. 
That's right. So as soon as you can start doing that, even if you do it on a small basis, only you, you can afford a few hours a week. You can afford to hire somebody a few hours a week. Yeah. I just, you know, it's, you're not talking a lot of money. Just figure out how to do it and you'll start seeing the benefits of that. Yeah. A virtual assistant is a great way to start. I, I just now, one of my clients, coaching clients, I uh, put together with one of my business service partners who specializes in virtual assistance. And you can get started for, you can start it at, at an hour at a time, right? So there's not a huge commitment there. Yeah. The other thing for people listening, saying, well, I'm just getting started. I have, you know, no money. The other way is to get help, get help from a mentor, a coach like myself or partner. You know, you bring in a partner or you partner with someone that complements you. And that's another way to manage everything that has to get done so that you don't get overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and you, something you're good at is you're very good with systems. So I would, if, if you're going to always end up at a point where you're, you're overwhelmed. And if you don't have a system and if you don't have a methodology to start approaching your work, I think when you're overwhelmed, you got to fall back to your systems and you got to fall back to the methodology that you've developed to getting things done. That's right. And, and so, a system, as I've always said a million times, can be as simple as a checklist or a tool, uh, a system, a software system, uh, a way that you do things on a repeated basis. So we're not talking about complex, expensive things when we talk about systems. It's just a way of helping you do things, especially those things you do on a repeated basis, help you do those things most effectively. And so that you do it at the same level of quality, either you or whomever you delegate to, so that it's done at a certain level of quality, so we don't miss steps in the process. Yeah. So you 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 like what, what what's a system that you like to use? I know you like to use paper, and you manage your task list on paper. Explain your system, and then I'll explain my system. Yeah. So so my primarily to keep myself to manage myself and manage overwhelm, I use two primary systems. I use Outlook for of course for email, but that's my calendar, and I like the the desktop version of Outlook. I, I know I'm old school, but the thing to factor in is I mostly am at home office. 99% of the time I'm at home office in front of my desktop. So Outlook manages everything that is an appointment, of course, is in Outlook. Any call, any person I have to reach out to, a podcast, everything is in Outlook. And so I look at that at the week before and the day before to kind of start to prioritize what do I need to work on next. And then I've got, I've always had, well, I mean, not always, I've had for a good probably 20 years, a paper um, a logbook, if you will, journal. And that's where my handwritten to-do lists go, as well as notes that I take when I have a meeting. Uh, so those are my two key systems. Now, to complement things, like for this podcast episode, I have a checklist. And that checklist takes a lot of the stress and overwhelm out of conducting a podcast interview like this because I've got my little pre-recording checklist, lock the door, turn the printer off, silence the phone, turn off all the computer programs, what's the right pronunciation of the guest's name, start recording, which I have forgotten to do many times. So that alleviates, takes off that stress or overwhelm because I know I'm going to execute the way I want to execute. So those are some examples for me. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I try to deal with overwhelm is goes back to, and I've done a few podcasts on this and it talks about um, the three things. So if you've got a laundry list of things you've got to do, what I recommend you do before you get the day started is you pick the three things that you want to get done today and only three things, no more. And you mark those three things off and then you focus on accomplishing those three things. 
And once you do that, once you tell yourself, the only thing I've got to get done today is three things that, that overwhelm just magically melts. And I think at that point, when, when you set a, a, a goal of just getting those three things done. Now, typically you're going to get it done relatively early. And if you focus, you'll get them done, you know, sometime in the morning. And then you can say, I've, I've, I've had a successful day. One of the big problems that we have with overwhelm and such a long to-do list is we never feel successful because you're never going to get that to-do list checked off. So if you just set a goal of doing three things and getting them done, because, okay, I've completed what I need to do today, that feeling of success is going to motivate you to do some additional things. So after you get your three things and maybe mark another three things or whatever, but take it in really small bite-sized chunks. And I think that eliminates overwhelm for me. It eliminates overwhelm in, in ways that, that nothing else can. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic technique. And in fact, if, if you want more content on that technique, uh, David calls it the three, two, one technique. There's a manager's minute that you did that's on the website at yeah. thehowofcarwashing.com. So be, be sure to go and, and look at that where he explains it in a bit more detail. Is that also, one of the things that you helped me with a lot is with allowing things to fall off the plate kind of is the best way I can describe it. In other words, sometimes what, what can make me overwhelmed is I think I have to get all of these things done. The truth is that you got to get the most important things done and then what you find is sometimes at the end of the week is that thing you thought you had to get done is not that important. It went away yeah. or somebody else did it. Yeah. 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 You've got to focus on the most important things. And I think when you're doing the most important things, then it's, it's the old 80, 20 rule, right? Where you're the 20% of the tasks you do accomplishes 80% of what you need. And, you know, the rest of it sometimes can fall off and, and we're not very good. I think as human beings determining what's important, what's not. And so if you're, if you're focused on the three most important things and you do that every day and you keep skipping over those tasks and steps that, that you feel like you've got to do, but maybe you don't have to do, then I, I think it'll become apparent to you probably at the end of the week that, hey, you know, I never got to this. Maybe I don't need to do it. Yeah. Look at all the great things I did get done. Look at, the, look at the 15 really important things I did get done this week. And, and the, what I call the noise stuff that has to get done, like your accounting, for example, those are the things to start to identify how quickly can I delegate those things. Yeah, yeah. And that, that gets into start hiring help as quickly as you can. Okay. So the next two things I want to combine as we move through my list here of things that, that helps you manage overwhelm, and that is minimize multitasking. The truth is that we are not as humans able to truly multitask, even though we think and we tell ourselves that we can. And it's related to what I try to do more of, which is time blocking on my schedule. In other words, if you try to do, especially the important things, I'm not talking about many uh, uh, simple tasks, but the real important things, you have to give it dedicated time or you're not going to be able to produce the quality that you would expect. And you are simply, we're simply not able to multitask. And that manifests itself in many ways when I'm talking about multitasking. If I'm working on a particular project, what I will try to do is block out at least an hour, let's say. And during that hour, I don't have my cell phone in front of me so I can get distracted. I've talked about a million times, one of the simple things I did was to turn off the alerts on my email so I don't know that I got a new email. And that allows me to give concentrated time for a block of time on one particular project at a time. Yeah, this is becoming a real problem with 
with you know our, our economy with with managers with workers is gaining people's attention you know we've got so many technologies out there vying for our attention and they're designed to grab our attention and that's one thing you know it, that, that's why these these social media apps are very addictive uh, and and you know you think about how many times you've looked at them or have gone to them and you know, we have got to focus. I mean, we have got to figure out ways to focus and it's becoming, you know, it's becoming an industry in and of itself, but there are so many people out there talking about how to focus, how to eliminate distractions, how to, there's software programs you can buy to turn off notifications. Um, you know, you can unplug your computer from the internet if you're working. Uh, so you're not tempted to, you know, look at Facebook or Instagram or whatever you're, your social media of choices, um, you know, just getting off it for a period of time. But, you know, we have, we, we're starting, we are having to learn all over again how to, how to focus and how to develop attention. Yeah. And that, that, that truly, and people have written articles is that this is the real currency right now in, in work is attention. You know, if you, if you can, if you can focus on a task and if you can eliminate distractions, you're becoming a unique you know, a unique commodity in, in the workforce. Interesting. Yeah. It's amazing. And so, all right. So this, that's all related to also what I say is say no, say no to the noise, say no to the distractions for, for finite periods of time. We're not, I'm not saying abandon social media or abandoning your phone. That's not what I'm talking about. It's about blocking off time where you can be highly productive because to achieve what you want to achieve, either in starting or growing your business or running it effectively, that's what it takes. It takes that mental power uninterrupted and dedicated and focused to achieve. And when you do so, it also becomes, uh, starts to minimize the overwhelm and the stress. Yeah. Right, related to it, uh, we've touched on it, but you have to stay healthy and use exercise and diet to help you manage the stress and the overwhelm. Yeah, agreed, agreed, and that that's always that's been a big focus for you and I. But you know, you've got to you got to maintain your your physical vessel uh, in order to you know to be able to to run at the rates that we want to run at. You've got to take good care. So you got to eat well, and you've got to exercise, and, and you got to get good sleep too. And I think people <laughs> think has the big component for productivity. You know, it's it, there's no badge of honor working 18 hours a day and sleeping three hours. Um, you're not going to, you know, people are realizing you can't do that. So, you know, sleep, especially if you're exercising and you're performing at any physical level, the importance of sleep for recovery is, uh, you know, is, is critical. And so, you know, sleeping is good. It's not, it's not a sign of weakness to, you know, sleep eight or nine hours a night. Agreed. And of course, you know, my listeners know all some of the challenges I have with sleeping. It's a huge problem for me yeah. and, and it's something that I battle with. But I, I will say that when I feel overwhelmed, then often one of the best things is to go work out. And invariably after that workout, I find better clarity. It's, yeah. It almost never fails. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for here. When you're overwhelmed, you're looking for clarity. You know, you're looking for what to do next and, so whatever techniques you decide to use, whether exercise, taking a nap, you know, doing the three things, you know, jotting down one of the three things I want to accomplish today, all these things are designed to give you clarity. And, and once you've got clarity, then, you know, you can move forward again. So whatever techniques you need to, 
develop to battle the overwhelm to get clarity, we highly recommend you do. Agreed. All right. And then uh, I'll, I'll finish it up with you, you. We touched on it already. You have to get help, get help. Um, some of it, of course, is, is restricted by when are you ready to invest in that help? If we're talking about an assistant or even a virtual assistant or starting to bring on staff, but remember that you can start very small there and also be creative. And that might be, again, one of the reasons you partner with someone, but seek out mentors, seek out business coaches. That's one of the things that I do is help people work through that overwhelm and your peers, but the peers need to be others who are either going through or have gone through what you are experiencing is that's, that's the kind of guidance and support that you need. So get help for it. Don't, don't uh, kind of uh, be shy or embarrassed about it. We all deal with this. And so sometimes even talking about it, I find can help tremendously. Yeah. 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 There's so much free help too. If you need it out there, my, my wife is an organization. She's a planner nut. She's a planner. <laughs> you know, every, Every month or two, I'm seeing you know, a charge for a new planner, but she loves planning. And there's so many YouTube videos on how to organize and plan your day. If you're in a paper format, people are selling paper methodologies or whatever, but there's plenty of free resources too that you can go out to keep yourself organized. So if you, if you need, like me, if you need a better, you know, you're much more organized than I am. It's not, you know, I have to fight to be organized and to keep things, keep things going. But uh, if you need help with that, there's tons, you know, YouTube has got a bazillion videos out there on how to do that. Yep. Great point. Great point. All right. We'll wrap it up with, with a key takeaway, David. Let, let me ask the question this way. What, in summary, what's been one of the most effective ways that you have found to manage overwhelm and to keep it from paralyzing you? Yeah, so the, 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 for, for, for me, the technique of the three things, you know, picking three things I need to get done has really been a game changer for me, and I, 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 I've loved it. So if you haven't tried that, that methodology, then, then try it, and I think you'll find it, you know, you'll feel better, you'll feel successful, you'll feel like you accomplished something, and you'll develop motivation to do more than that. But just, you know, take, take things in bite-sized chunk. Look for clarity, I think. And the other thing is, you know, usually – Overwhelm is the absence of clarity. Mm. So whatever you need to do to get clear about what's got to get done, then then get get clarity, and I, I think you'll you'll see a big difference. Yeah, great point. I have to agree with all of that. Obviously, um, I think for me then to complement that, what what I see that always helps me as well as my coaching clients, and this is maybe I was somewhat better at it because when I back when when I was a programmer and a, an analyst one of the things that I learned is to break things down, right? In developing systems, we break it down into the steps. And so that's the technique that I apply when I have a huge thing to do, like starting a new business or starting a new location or whatever it might be. If I focus on the end game, the big, huge mountain ahead of me, there's no way, right? I, I will get overwhelmed. I will get paralyzed. I'll find excuses. Instead, if I break it down into really attainable parts and pieces or steps, then that I can do. That I can, I can heads down say, all right, what I got to do next, and of course, it requires clarity, like you just said, what is the most important thing I got to do next? Let me tackle that and kind of blind myself to the huge mountain that I still have to climb. And that, to me, has been a great way to deal with overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So just, just get yourself organized. So sit back, take some time 
get organized and that that helps quite a bit too so you know that goes to what you're saying as far as you know taking things in bite-sized chunks Great. Well, thanks, David. Thanks for joining me on this conversation. Thanks for your insights and thoughts. Yeah, thanks so much. And if you're, uh, if you want to leave a comment, you can leave a comment at thehowofcarwashing.com or you can leave a comment on the How of Business at thehowofbusiness.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got ideas for future episodes, we'd like to hear from you. And also leave a comment on iTunes and Stitcher. We're also on Google Play and Spotify. So if those are your venues of choice, you know, you can pick up the how of business and the how of car washing on those those channels as well. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you if uh, you want to just text us, we'll send you a link to the sites. If you're interested in joining us at the how of business, just text the word biz b i z to three one nine nine six. Or for the how of car washing, just text the word foam f o a m to three one nine nine six. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.